The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, it's the Toby Gribben Show. We're broadcasting from London ahead of the coronation. And who better to guide us through this city than London Blue Badge tourist guide Mark Conroy, who joins us now. Now, what is this really vibrant place we're at? We're at Piccadilly Circus. Well, this is normally incredibly vibrant. Everyone is moving down towards the palace this week as the coronation gets into gear. Why is it called Piccadilly Circus? Because apart from yourself, I don't see any clowns around. Well, circus is from the Latin, a circle. It was a, a traffic circle at one point. Of course, the road plan has changed quite a bit over the years. And Piccadilly is the street just beside us, which leads into Piccadilly Circus. And as you see from the bright lights, it's a place to advertise. It's a place where everybody gathers and meets and has fun. Where are we going then? Take us on a journey down to where all the action is actually happening for this coronation. Well, I thought we could walk the short distance from here down towards St James's Park and the Mall, And that's going to be the heart of the coronation ceremony because... Uh, the king and the queen are going to leave Buckingham Palace uh, in the Diamond State Coach and travel along the Mall and through central London, through Trafalgar Square and all the way down Whitehall, all the way to Westminster Abbey. So this street that we're on now, what is it? Because, of course, uh, that's Piccadilly and further up is Regent Street. So where does this road take this us? This is the lower part of Regent Street. For a long time it was called Lower Regent Street. They now call, call it uh, Regent Street St James's. But you'll notice there are Union Jacks everywhere. In the last couple of days, the whole of central London has been decorated, ready for the coronation. Yes, and we'll just wait for this big truck to go past... Because that truck might be bringing in extra members of the royal family yes. for the parade. Very discreet. Probably Prince Andrew, I reckon. <laughs> Is he invited? I don't know. Probably it's all the official stuff, but I don't think he's going to be in the balcony, is he? It's quite a small balcony and there's a lot of royals, so I think yeah. you can't get everyone up there. That's true. So, I must tell you hot news I read oh. today. Prince Harry's wax statue has moved into the royal collection at Madame Tussaud for the coronation period. Really? I think he's been there, he was moved to the Hollywood A-listers party area. (laughs) But now for the coronation period, he's moving in with the royals and then he'll probably move back again next week. (laughs) Yes. So you can see that the whole place is set up for the coronation, really. Every shop, well, maybe not every shop, but most shops you go to have got something coronation-related in the window. That one's got a load of Union Jacks. 
You're going to see not only Union Jacks, you're going to see Commonwealth flags, you're going to see yes. the uh, coronation banners, particularly on the main road itself, obviously, which uh, the television cameras are going to pick up, but on the uh, side streets as well. And everyone's getting into a party mood, because don't forget, apart from the coronation, it's a coronation weekend, a bank holiday weekend, and there's all sorts of street parties and events going on. So everyone is in a festive mood. Yes. This is the area of... Uh, Pall Mall, and it's where we have all the private members' clubs. So the Athenaeum, the Institute of Directors, the famous Reform Club. And these are wonderful aristocratic buildings which now have uh, all sorts of uh, members' facilities. But down there, look at that. That's a theatre I performed in once as an actor at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. Yes. Amazing, one of the oldest theatres in London still standing. So what performances were you in? I was in the Cherry Orchard. Oh. I think I played a cherry, if I remember right. (laughs) There are still so many telephone boxes here in London, which you, you kind of imagine when you think of London. You, there aren't that many left in the well, rest of the, the country. The red telephone boxes are very much uh, a symbol of London. This one doesn't even have its door left anymore. <laughs> and if there is a telephone, quite often they don't work, because, as yeah. you know, virtually everybody in this nation has a mobile phone. Yes. So unofficially, and I don't want to upset you, but unofficially, most of these telephone boxes are now public toilets. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got quite a few statues here opposite the Sofitel uh, near Waterloo Place. One of them is a lady, and that is Florence Nightingale, and she was our first nurse. And uh, uh, with uh, the health service problems at the moment, we could do with her coming back and helping out. Yes, certainly could. So this is Pall Mall, and these uh, wonderful buildings, which are stucco, they've got lovely cream plaster across them, have uh, dining room facilities, accommodation, they have bars, they have libraries. Some of them actually have underground swimming pools and sports facilities. Some of them also have country houses that uh, members can use as well. And they're all fairly subsidised for the members. So uh, each one has a different theme. This is the Institute of Directors, obviously for company directors. Further down is the Reform Club, where Phileas Fogg set off to go around the world in 80 days, which is, of course, the fiction of Jules Verne. The RAC Club further down is interesting. A friend of mine's father used to be a member there, and I got invited to go and swim at the RAC Club. In those days, the rules were very strict. You had to wear a tie. I didn't have one with me, so they lent me a tie to put on to go down to the pool and luckily I was allowed to take it off in the water (laughs) Do you by any chance know what this is all about? This gazebo thing? I think this is going to they're going to have holding areas for um, staff and for um, people controlling the crowds and things I suspect so they may have rest areas, they may have controlling booths so there's a lot of this going up all around we've got huge numbers of toilets and also they considered that um, a large number of people are going to be camping on the mall. In fact, yesterday oh, yeah. I saw the first few, the first four people. I've even put them on my Instagram. Yeah, I saw that earlier, and I was like, I saw that guy yesterday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so amazing that you can walk down the mall and see the same people as other people. That sounds a bit weird, but I think it's just, it's such a, a famous road that you're going to bump into loads of interesting well, exactly. people well my Instagram which is the London Expert Guide yeah. has a picture of shameless. the first shameless plug he's the first um, as far as I know because I walked up and down the mall yesterday yeah. him and his, uh, his I think there were three of them together with their little tent and all their banners they were the first people on the mall on Bank Holiday Monday a week ahead of the coronation uh, probably be quite a lot more when we arrive there in a yeah. few moments but um, you know people are excited they want to get the best spot and there could be over a million people lining the route there isn't enough space for everyone to a front row view so you want that front row view get here quickly as I said on my Instagram there's only about a million places left yeah which it sounds like a lot but it's not really because this is one of the biggest events in British history the first time this has happened in 70 years I guess it's the first time with coloured television as well it's going to be huge 
Yeah, in fact, they didn't really want the cameras at the coronation in 1953. But Prince Philip said, you know, we've got to be seen to be believed. We must get the cameras there. And the establishment were very concerned. They said, what if people watch at home without a top hat or a tie on? (laughs) But actually, the cameras won. In they came, and they've never left since. But it will be a different event, because in those days, it was a five-mile parade. Today, it's only going to be a much shorter route. Um, That's partly because our uh, new monarchs are a little bit more mature than Princess Elizabeth was back in 1953 yeah and there's all this stuff about it being a cut price coronation and the shorter procession and things and the shorter ceremony suggests that that could be the reason but do you think nevertheless it's still going to be a very grand event and well, I, um, I think all the pomp it's, and it's, it's fair to say less is more yes. and I think you can pack a lot in in a shorter time if you think back to 1953 that coronation was three hours long yeah. there were 8,000 people in the abbey and the processional route was five miles. Well, that is just a bit unwieldy in modern times. So King Charles is uh, certainly interested in streamlining the monarchy. We have to move with modern times. We have to take into account that we are in an economic recession. You put all that together, you're going to have a fantastic event, but it'll just be a bit more sensible. Mm. Now, we should mention that we've rocked up at some street here. Uh, What's the street called? This is the Mall. The Mall. So behind you is the Admiralty Arch, and you see the banners up there, happy and glorious. That arch actually which was put up in the 20th century, is about to become a Waldorf Astoria hotel. It hasn't happened yet, but if it had happened already, you'd get an amazing view from one of their rooms looking straight down the Mall. So the coronation procession will go through that arch and then turn right to go down Whitehall to the Abbey. And when they return in the Gold State coach, they'll be coming back through the arch all the way down this street to Buckingham Palace. But you'll be familiar with this street even if you've not attended a coronation because this is used for all royal events and the marathon and other big occasion so it is a a real hub of activity and today of course we see the flags of uh, the United Kingdom Commonwealth countries and mom and of course the king is head of state in many other countries apart from the UK yes my eyesight isn't that good but I'm guessing the king's probably not in well, he doesn't live permanently at Buckingham Palace anymore. That's a big change. In fact, the yeah. Queen herself moved out in the last couple of years of her life to Windsor. The King loves his home, Clarence House, which I'll show you a bit later on, and that's where he is still based. So, in fact, he visits Buckingham Palace for events. He'll meet the Prime Minister there. There'll be state occasions there, maybe greeting a head of state, a prize-giving and awards events and garden parties. But he is still resident when he's in London at Clarence House, which is really just a couple of uh, metres walk from Buckingham palace yes now where are we going a ticket we're going up to see the palace i think we have to go further down don't yes we? it'd be a shame to leave it do, there do you not think we should have a photograph before we go oh we should shouldn't let's we do a selfie yes let's get a selfie because for your you know, instagram well for yeah <laughs> and and for you to keep forever oh yeah <laughs> but you've got to remember that this street's going to be filled with about uh, a million or more people yes so um we want to get this before it's too crowded let's let's hold well that should we hold that and see that uh, we're make it live look like yeah I've people yeah. you've seen something really funny yeah there we go there you go so i'm saying amazing things and now i've yeah. gone and uh we'll take it with that that's brilliant i've got to practice a bit more doing selfies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic here we go right let's go down this side and this here is well before we get to St James's Park, actually, Horse Guards Parade has got seating. And I saw on the telly last night that they're going to be doing a gun salute from Horse Guards Parade, which is actually quite unusual normally. Yes, that wouldn't normally happen here. The, the gun salutes are normally in Hyde Park and over at the Tower of London. But... Uh, 
particularly uh, this time of the year, they're seating up there anyway because we have the beating, beating of the retreat and other military ceremonies. Yeah. And then eventually, shortly after the coronation in June, we celebrate the monarch's birthday officially yes. with the trooping of the colour. So that will all take place over there in Horse Guards Parade. Yeah. Uh, but this is the mall, and you see along here now they've got all the television camera posts in place. Yes. And uh, all the barriers, thousands of barriers. This is a, a big job. If you run a barrier company, you're going to do quite well oh, this year. Yes. Uh, and of course, we've got all the flags up. You've got the Union Jacks and what uh, the other flags, I assume, are flags of the Commonwealth. Yeah, Commonwealth and the countries where uh, King Charles is head of state as well. And uh, you have to remember that this, although it's a massive, massive operation, is nothing new because yes. we've had very recently the Platinum Jubilee for the Queen less than a year ago with parades, concerts and events here. In fact, I was lucky enough to get a ticket to that wow. Platinum Jubilee concert at Buckingham Palace last year. Not so lucky with the Windsor Castle, unlike many people have been yes. disappointed. But um, also, we then had the Queen's funeral, sadly, last September, and that was a massive event which had a uh, procession along here as well. Yeah. So we're getting into practice with this now. Uh, but this could be the last one for a while. Yeah. Now, the actual road of the Mall is red, and that was deliberate, right? It's meant to be a red carpet. Yeah, it's a, it's a royal colour, red. It was always a, a, a regal colour, although most of the banners for the coronation are in royal blue. Mm-hmm. And we have royals beside us. If you look to the right behind yes. the television camera post, you'll see uh-huh. um, the grandparents of King Charles. And that lady yes. there, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, who died back in 2002, was always said to be his favourite person in the world. Wow. And he was very close to her. Sadly, George VI died in 1952, rather prematurely. But yeah. it meant that his daughter, Elizabeth, became monarch at a very young age, only 26. And that's why she had such a long reign, yes. along with the the longevity in her genes. She got to reign for 70 years, as we know. So George VI and Queen, the Queen Mother right there, but her statue was added to that spot 50 years after his, so uh-huh. a long gap between them. Yes. And she used to live in Clarence House, which is coming up on our right shortly, and of course when she died, that was then given to Charles and Camilla. Yes. And we can hear a plane fly... No, that's not even a plane, that's just the cargo pass, never mind. But yesterday, I, I did see planes flying over because... If you fly into Heathrow, you do get a, a good view, don't you? Yes, it depends on uh, on which runway they're Wind, using. Yeah. But uh, planes do have to go over central London most of the time. I suspect that the flights will be rerouted during the coronation yes. on Saturday for security, for noise, for other reasons. So I suspect for a couple of hours there'll be no flights over central London. Mm. And another thing I notice about the flags is that the ones on the left-hand side are the right way around and the ones on the right-hand side are wrong. I take it they're not double-sided. That's interesting. You've pointed out something I haven't looked at yet. Ah. <laughs> I'll have to investigate that. Yes. <laughs> Unless somebody's got their job wrong. Yeah. I guess it's like you have to have some flags the right way around, no matter what way you're looking, maybe. This building know. on your right is um, Marlborough House, and uh, Queen Mary actually uh, lived there until the end of her life in 1953. She was the wife of George V, so... Uh, King Charles's great-grandmother but now that is the Commonwealth headquarters and you'll notice there are flags there along the railings and the uh, hedges each uh, Commonwealth country is represented and obviously there's over 50 of them and that is where they have regular Commonwealth meetings of course along the road here there are all sorts of like little green hideaway things for all the cameras which you can really sense something's about to happen here I have to tell you that tonight top secret Um, actually it won't matter because we're airing this after it happens but tonight at uh, midnight 15 quarter past 12 tonight uh, Tuesday night we're going to have uh, a full 
coronation rehearsal. Um, mm. Everything will be there except for the royal family, of course, so people yeah. uh, will be stand-ins representing them. But for all of the technical team and for all of the military, it's really important to do this properly. They have had um, rehearsals out in um, military training grounds. They've had an on-the-street rehearsal at midnight a few weeks ago, and now I suspect this will be the final dress rehearsal tonight at 12.15. I hope they've got some good stand-ins, like uh, maybe Helen Mirren could be Camilla. Um, yeah, she is uh, more royal than the royal family. I think <laughs> well, she's, yeah. she's done it more often than them. Yes. So this is, again, the street. Is St James's Palace along here in Clarence House? Yes, so St James's Palace is the former hunting lodge of Henry VIII and it's got about 500 rooms, but it is in many ways the office of the royal family. It's the headquarters of the Lord Chamberlain, and often if you get an invite to an event at Buckingham Palace, it'll come from the Lord Chamberlain at St James's Palace. It's the base of foreign ambassadors, so any new ambassador on their first visit to London will travel from St James's by carriage to Buckingham Palace to meet the King. Now, this is a bit bizarre because the King's actual home is Clarence House, which is attached to St James's Palace. They could just pass through a connecting door, but we've got to do it and yeah. we need a bit of pageantry and pomp and ceremony so they will travel in a, a horse-drawn carriage all the way to Buckingham Palace really? and meet down there and that uh, palace is well known by Charles because he lived there after he separated from Princess Diana for a while and there is a chapel in there where Queen Victoria married Prince Albert wow. we've got a lot of police outriders coming along here so yeah. it could be that somebody is going to be travelling or leaving yeah. or moving Ooh. so how about a good that? yeah Ooh. let's hope it's somebody significant who did he nod at? Did he nod at us? He nodded at us, I think. <laughs> but it wasn't... It was just a police officer. It wasn't the king or anything. No, not yet. He doesn't ride motorbikes yet. <laughs> no. Well, maybe he does. That would be a great way yes. to be discreet, wouldn't it? But I've often uh, been here with my clients outside Clarence House and seen him come out. I've even yeah. got that on Instagram, him in his car or him on foot in different parts of London. So, you know, he spends a lot of time visiting people and places around the capital. Um, he's a very much a hands-on king. Yes. What we're looking at straight yeah. ahead of us, uh, which some people call the wedding cake, it's a memorial to Queen Victoria. Victoria, because actually she was the first monarch to live in Buckingham Palace. Well, this was purchased by George III. It never became a royal residence until 1837, and that was up until quite recently. And it has about uh, 775 rooms. Wow. People think that's a lot, but the Queen and Prince Philip had to share those, so that was actually less than 400 each, so slightly cramped. But that palace, of course, is famous for its balcony, and you can see the columns behind the statue where the royal family will be standing after the coronation ceremony on Saturday and behind the palace is the back garden where garden parties take place I believe there's actually one happening this week and they're normally in the summer months and several thousand people will attend and it's actually the largest private garden in London it's something like 40 acres in size with a lake swimming pool that Princess Diana used to use frequently and it's got um, wonderful plants and flowers flora and fauna and in those summer months you can visit the state apartments and go into the garden as well Wow. But if you're invited to a big event, then you'll be taking tea and cucumber sandwiches and pastries and uh, iced coffee and uh, scones, cream and jam. So it's uh, the full works. Um, yes. How do you get invited to one of these garden parties? Well, in Queen Victoria's era, debutantes, young ladies reaching the age of 18, were presented to court, to high society and to the monarch herself. But today it's a bit more open to anybody who has achieved something. So if maybe you've won an Olympic medal or you've done a lot for charity or you're fantastic teacher who's turned a a pretty poor school into a good one or maybe won an Oscar without punching someone in the face (laughs) then you might get invited yes and here's a TV camera which um, 
don't notice any famous hosts. And here are people camping oh, out. Yeah, I'm going to have to take some yes. pictures of this. So we've got uh, Charles and Camilla themselves are yes. here. Yeah. I can't believe it. In two dimensions. Yes. Or one dimension. Who has money? Who has money? Do you take PayPal? Nobody has cash. Oh no. That's, yeah, that's one of those Paris style cons, isn't it? You thought it was free and they reveal the price after. Well, I suppose you could say that about the royal family generally. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, here we're seeing Clarence House. So this is the King's home. It is a London townhouse in a way. And when the Queen Mother lived here, she used to love hosting lunch parties. And every week, roughly, every week, there would be about 20 people, the great, the good, the most famous people in the world, sports personalities, television stars, politicians, uh, military figures, a real mix. And they would go for lunch, and if the weather was good, they'd be just behind that wall having lunch wow. in the garden. <laughs> and a lot of the people attending the guard change ceremony had no idea that behind that wall were some of the most famous names in the world. Wow. And as I mentioned earlier, when she uh, passed away back in 2002, it was then given as a gift to Charles and Camilla. Now, the flag on that house tells you whether or not the king is home. And if it's the Union Jack, he's not yeah, there. Yeah, there's at a the Union moment. Jack, so, so he's not, not there right now. Yeah. But, I wonder uh, where he is. He's probably rehearsing. Yes. <laughs> he's probably trying to carry five pounds on his head as we speak because the uh, crown of St. Edward is five pounds in weight. Yeah. And that is only used for the coronation, nothing yes. else. So this is going to be brought out, you know, for the first time since 1953. Yeah. He'll also wear the imperial state crown, and that one's decorated with several thousand jewels, including one of the stars of Africa, one of the massive diamonds. Wow. And that we know we're more familiar with because it's used for the state opening of Parliament frequently. Yeah. So here we see some of the first sets of people who are camping out and in place and ready. They're yes. the real loyal royalists yeah. and uh, luckily for them it's still quite dry at the moment these are the first people and there's still very much space for people to get a spot when do you reckon the spots will be gone i think by by thursday there'll be a, a mass rush to get here and i think obviously by friday it'll be packed yeah. but um you know you're going to find somewhere. If you're, if you're clever, you're going to yes. find somewhere. I do remember during Charles and Diana's wedding, uh, which I was at, wow. and don't look Abbey. at me. You should be looking at me saying, wow, how is yeah. that possible? You look so fit and young. You couldn't have been at that. <laughs> yeah. But I was quite young You were the one of the, the page boys or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of pages since. <laughs> I, um, I managed to come up. Everybody was camping out. But we cleverly arrived at uh, six in the morning, oh. stepped over everybody in their sleeping bags and got <laughs> almost to the front. Wow. Uh, and uh, that was a pretty amazing experience. The atmosphere was incredible back at St Paul's in 1981. Now, that event took place there because they wanted a longer ceremonial route. It was about yeah. two miles in length from here to St Paul's. The journey to the Abbey is much shorter, so there is actually less space for uh, people, and that's why it is important to get here early if you want to be on site. So um, bear that in mind, folks. And, of course, a lot of the barriers are up now around the park, so you yes. can't stand in the park and view, although I think they will be putting up TV screens in different uh, areas, so you can always watch it on the screen yes. if you can't see it on the screen. I think there uh, is one in St James's Park, Green 
Green Park and possibly Hyde Park yeah, as so well. Gonna be, but don't yeah. quote me on that. <laughs> but no doubt there will and be everywhere. Everything's changing as we speak, of course, but there will yes. be lots of them around, so that's quite important. Now, as we come down here, we're approaching the palace itself, and if you look uh, ahead of you, you see it's starting to get packed with marquees and tents, and all of yes. those are television studios. You can see NBC's Scanavan over there, and you'll start to see um, little studios for various television companies. Obviously, the BBC and ITV will have uh, prime position, uh, and uh, then lots of other international broadcasters have a bag to space so they can do uh, live shows and interview their guests uh, yes. a bit like we're doing now but yeah. from that static spot with a view of the palace behind so they'll see the procession as it happens so how does a broadcaster get to uh, do their program from there asking for a friend well, I think, obviously, uh, it's guaranteed that the national broadcasters in the UK are going to have their spots. Yeah. Um, and then for uh, international broadcasters, there must be some sort of agreement. I'm not sure how that works. That's, uh, yeah. that's beyond my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So none of them from this angle appear to be occupied other than people with high-vis jackets just kind of testing them out. You can see all the cameras and yes. all the equipment in there, so obviously they're going to be... Um, coming at different times to work it out to rehearse or to watch whether they'll attend the, uh, the overnight rehearsal I'm not sure yeah. and we have cameras here also at Westminster Abbey as well of course so it's going to be in those two distinct areas but um, this has all been planned for a long long time you know yes. all of this uh, which is interesting everyone thinks oh, they're just throwing this up together this has <laughs> been worked on for about 20 years you yes. know, they're planning for a future coronation it's a very meticulous it's very detailed uh-huh. and everybody knows their role their job and what's going to be happening so yeah. it's very well well I've spotted the king there's the royal standard so that must be him where are you looking this guy oh yes what, <laughs> well he's actually a, a tour guide who's carrying a royal standard <laughs> not to be confused with King Charles who is yes. not a tour guide as far as we know no, um, no he well, hasn't got that qualification yet he has been looking I believe to you know find like, kind of side hustles to generate extra income for the royal family so you never know you never know that could happen but you know it's a lot of work to become a blue badge tourist guide is two years training and lots of examinations yes. so uh, has he got the time I'm not I sure well if if he lives as old as his mother he's got 23 years so, <laughs> or 22 years now I think he might because yeah. he's got a, a father who lived to be 99 a mother who lived to be almost uh, 97 so this yes. longevity in this family so um, yeah. and he looks quite fit and well yeah, they got me. the genes yeah definitely so what we're going to do is go uh, behind the seating bank which was put up over the uh, grass and flowers facing Buckingham Palace and that bank of seats is for uh, charity representatives and maybe some military figures who are going to be invited to uh, observe and to yeah. watch from a seated position and we're just coming through um, the, the kind of top end of St James's Park just um, behind the seats which are at the front of Buckingham Palace well, this park is about um, 93 acres and not yes. many people realise that about half of London is green parks and gardens yeah. and you can walk through four royal parks in the centre more or less without crossing a road if you start in this one St James's on a normal day you could then go into uh, Green Park, Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens wow. and that's pretty special for a European capital but uh, the walk on our right here is the barrier between us and the palace and the bank of seats there so it's just above there that uh, everything's happening and of course on a a normal day well at least four times a week we have the changing of the guard ceremony here and I'll often bring groups to watch and witness that event and can be as many as 50,000 people for a guard change but the whole guard change of course has had to be reduced or cancelled in the build-up to the coronation not only because the streets are now blocked and covered up but also because the 
soldiers need to rehearse, need to rest, they need to be prepared for the coronation itself and we can't tire them out. Yeah. So uh, don't come expecting to see the guard change ceremony necessarily. And if you do, it might be a much smaller scale event during uh, the build-up to the coronation. Yes, and um, last time I checked... Online, I think it was like there's no uh, musical accompaniment tomorrow and on Friday, but even that might yeah. have changed to be well, even less. The guard change has to happen in that one regiment has to well, change yeah, over to, and replace can't be the other. Forever. But you can do it uh, with a limited number of soldiers yeah. um, or a completely uh, silent event where you have no music and no ceremony. Yeah, speaking of guards, yeah. yes. <laughs> so this is the um, barracks. This is the base of the Grenadier Guards and it looks like uh, they're doing a little bit of drilling in the courtyard here yeah. and I also see a television camera over there as well Ooh. So, uh, and we see uh, that they are practising or rehearsing they're not oh, in their yeah. full uniform there they are with their bearskin hats but the not the red jackets yeah. so of course you've got the, the Grenadier Guards the Coldstream Guards the Scots Guards the Welsh Guards and the Irish Guards what are the differences? How can you tell the difference? Uh, you can tell the difference by the feather. So right. if you see a red or a white feather on the bearskin, that means they are the uh, Coldstream or Grenadier Guards, which means they're an English regiment. If you see a blue feather, they're Irish Guards. The red and white... Sorry, a green and white feather together, the mix, that is Welsh Guards. Yes. And if there's no feather at all, they're Scottish Guards. Yes! And maybe they're just saving a bit of money on feathers. Yeah, <laughs> what's that about? And also the, the number of buttons. I think it's that the Grenadier Guards are in ones, the Coldstreams are in twos, Scots Guards are in threes, and yeah, then there's we're slight, <laughs> slight variations on each uniform. Yeah. But of course, when they're actually marching out in their red tunics and their bearskin hats, unless you notice that up close, yeah. you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. Yeah. If the Scots Guards don't have a plume, that means that you know all the kind of teddy. Uh, toy guards that you can buy in a souvenir shop are Scots guards. Uh, that could be the case. So there's more Scots guards then than <laughs> yes. the population of Scotland. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true actually. <laughs> so we're now approaching the area of the palace itself and you'll see normally this balcony over here where the seating is would be open to the public to take photographs but obviously that's now closed off because of the bank of seats facing Queen Victoria and the palace but we'll cross the road in a moment and go much closer to the building itself and here you get a good view of the balcony. Uh, obviously it will be uh, decorated for the coronation in a few days' time. The flag that's flying is the Union Jack, meaning the monarch is not here right now. But the minute he arrives, that Union Jack comes down and the royal standard will go up. And the minute he leaves, vice versa, his yeah. royal standard drops and the Union Jack goes up. You've got to hope that that flag man is very fit <laughs> because that could be a quick process. And you may be familiar with this from previous Jubilee events because we've had Brian May playing the national anthem on the roof. Yeah. We've had one. Uh, wonderful light show for the Platinum Jubilee last year. We had stages here for big stars to sing and perform at that time. And so, uh, you know, this is uh, quite a famous venue. This is, like, bigger than the London Palladium now. There's Brian Me now. (laughs) Or it could be Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, at big events like the Platinum Jubilee and maybe at the Coronation, there's this massive royal standard that goes up, isn't there? Yes, in fact, the uh, the big, big one, because yes. you have uh, different size flags for different events. Um, yes. Notice up here, on each of these gateways near the palace, you'll see the names of former empire countries like Australia and Canada and New Zealand and Malaya and others, and they decorate the area in a semicircle around the palace. So here we are at the palace, just in front of the gate. We can and see them 
we can watch them watching us. Oh yes, some... hopefully we can walk all the way around and get in the yeah. background. I think we could try and do. And then you can hold up a big sign saying, yeah. "My Instagram is at the London yes. Expert." Is the that London right? Expert Guide. The Thank London you Expert for Guide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These lamps are they electric these days? Yeah, but the, of course, at one time everything was gas. No yes. one can have gas anymore. No. <laughs> but in those days, they could, and the gas lighterman would light them at night time, yeah, and then correct. probably put them out at about eleven o'clock. Yeah. I just want to mention there are two areas of Buckingham Palace you can visit most of the time down in that direction the ambassador's gate uh-huh. becomes the public entrance during the summer opening in july and august beyond that the former chapel was bombed in world war ii and now turned into what's become the queen's gallery perhaps Ooh. that'll be renamed the king's gallery soon i'm not yeah. sure and then beyond that the royal muse yes and the muse is the stables where they have the horse-drawn carriages which will be taking part in this event but you can visit them most of the year as a museum with the live horses there yeah. as well because the 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 gold coach is there now is it there like if i went to visit today or tomorrow could i see the gold coach or is it taken away for the preparations there's a lot of security issues going on now so a lot of venues aren't allowing public access for example westminster abbey closed uh, last week and isn't open until about may the 7th or 8th and they can't have the public getting access to those carriages they've got to be security suites and checks and rehearsals so i suspect uh, you can't go and do that right now but the King will leave Buckingham Palace in the Diamond State Coach. That was created for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee back in 2012. That is a very comfortable modern carriage which has uh, good suspension and good heating as well. So they're quite pleased about that. They are coming back after the coronation from Westminster all the way back here to Buckingham Palace in the famous Gold State Coach. Now that is... 260 years old and it was used for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee last year but she wasn't in it at that time she was a bit too frail so they had a sort of a virtual reality yes. image of her lifetime in the windows for people to see as they went through the streets and she used it for the five mile procession back in 1953 I believe it was used by Queen Victoria wow. to go through the Marble Arch up at Hyde Park for the opening of the Great Exhibition back in the 19th century so it's got a, a great history But you have to remember that the current king and queen are a little more mature than Elizabeth was in 1926. And uh, don't forget that they have uh, probably a few back problems, like all of us, as we get older. And so uh, that uh, older carriage, which doesn't have such good suspension and no heating, will only be used one way, perhaps for that reason, I'm not sure. Uh, It's interesting that after you're crowned you get the more uncomfortable right <laughs> well yes once uh, you want to make sure that you're comfortable for the actual coronation itself you yes. can attend that without being in <laughs> discomfort um, I'm not so sure if that is the real reason I think it's good to use different carriages and it uh, signifies that they are then crowned as King Charles and yes. Queen Camilla and they come back in the official gold yeah. carriage but if anyone wants to see that of course after the coronation in uh, the summer onwards then that will be on display over at the Royal Muse again Yes. Uh, and it's interesting about, you mentioned earlier about the crown that they wear, and presumably they'll be wearing that in the gold coach just to make it that little bit more uncomfortable, you know, to kind of humble them. Yeah. That crown, you have to, like, kind of sit up straight and stand up straight, don't you? If you bend over, you'll break your neck. Yeah, I mean, it's five pounds, it's like a bag of potatoes on your head. So yeah. uh, the king has had to practice quite a lot and is probably still doing that right now to be able to wear that and move with it. It's, it's a skill, you know. And yeah. um, he'll also be wearing the imperial state crown, as I said. That's uh, not as heavy, but it's still pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> it's something you've got to get used to. When 
when you're not used to wearing a crown. I believe I read today that um, possibly, I don't know if this is true or not, Kate is going to break with tradition and wear flowers in her hair, which oh. shows King Charles' love of nature, um, rather than a tiara. Yeah. So that's an interesting development, if that is true. It's reported in the press today. I wonder what's down there, because it looks like a drain, but there's all sorts of electrics. Yeah, you've got a whole underground network of drains <laughs> and uh, probably security tunnels as well, which we're not privy to. Yeah, but uh, there's all sorts. working all around now. They're doing security sweeps, they're dealing with the electrics, because um, when you have events here like those Jubilee concerts, you imagine the amount of power and the cables that you need. Yeah, there's all sorts of rumours, apparently, about there being underground tunnels between Buckingham Palace and Downing Street and places of importance. Is that true? I suspect that is true. It makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Because, you know, with London traffic, <laughs> you need to move quickly. Um, uh, and uh, uh, I, I do think that is true, yes. Yes. Now, as we move around to this part of Buckingham Palace, we can kind of see more closely these TV places. I think you and I have to have another photograph. Don't yes. I'm a bit obsessed, but I think we're going to have oh, to we have right to, don't we? the palace here. Yes. So let's try that. Shall we get the microphone in? Oh, yeah, we've got to. We've got to look professional. Yeah, we've got to make it look like we're actually doing stuff. Yeah, we're actually working. Hanging out in the palace. That's the picture. Yes. Um, And we can see the guards in their sedentary boxes. And you mentioned about changing off the guard happening, like, every two days at this time of year it's, and every it's day four, four times a week yeah. usually but of course it's it's a real event with real soldiers who yeah. are part of uh, the British Army so they can amend that at any time what's yeah. happening now is uh, we're seeing the horse guards coming through uh-huh. and this is a daily ceremony which overlaps with the main guard change and they come from their barracks in Hyde Park all the way down Constitution Hill, down the Mall to Horse Guards Parade. The change happens and then the old guard comes back doing the route in reverse. Are these, at the moment this week yeah. the route is slightly different to normal because of so many closures for the coronation. Are these the lifeguards these ones? You have the lifeguards and the Blues and Royals. Yeah. So they're the and two different regiments. Blues and Royals, uh, famous alumni are Prince uh, Harry and William and lifeguards famous alumni is James Blunt. Well, do you know what? I think you can take over my job. I'll hold the <laughs> mic and you can tell me stuff. Yes. You, it's good to know you're well-researched and uh, prepared. Yes. <laughs> Changing of the guard four times a week, as you mentioned, which kind of suggests that guards are on shift for like 24 hours or 48 hours, which is true, but they're not standing in their box that whole no, time. No, no, no. I mean, they'll probably stand in the box for about an hour at a time, and I think they probably do eight-hour shifts, you know. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have a very uh, successful army if they were completely <laughs> exhausted working 24 hours a day, so we have to be a bit realistic. So it's really the changing of the regiment, not the yeah. individual soldiers. One re- regiment is replacing the other, so the regiment has been, uh, you know, located here for that 24 or 48 hour period depending yes. on when the guard change happens. We can see one of them is a Welsh guard don't know about the other ones. Yes. Might be a Scots who can't make out their plumes. I mean they've got to grab who they can at the moment because there's yes. so much demand on guards. <laughs> you know it's the thing to be right now. Yes. So Let's move on down. And we can see in Green Park there's all sorts of gazebos. Don't know what they're for. Well, what you've got there in Green Park now is um, areas for first aid, areas for water stations. You've got areas for the public, but also all the equipment and the vans and the television equipment for the TV channels. So all of that is in Green Park itself. So if you come down through Green Park, it's quite hard to access this area. 
Yes. <laughs> and, and that's all changing day by day. So each day the restrictions are increasing as we put more and more security and get more and more people in place. Now, do we have to go around that yeah. van to so, get in? Um, will they let us go through there? We're going to have to find out. I think can. They, they can, can get in. Yeah. I managed it yesterday, I think. Okay. So we just have to go around. Yeah. So um, here, this side of the palace, where you see this lovely honey-coloured stone, that used to be the Queen's private apartments just there. And uh, that is where she used to walk her dogs and pop out into the garden. And it's a very small apartment, really, as part of a palace with 775 rooms. Yeah. Once you walk into their apartments, apparently, it's just like any other home maybe a little bit more grand but you know it, yeah. it's like a small apartment with newspapers and slightly higher uh, ceilings and about yes. 400 staff but otherwise very <laughs> similar to the rest of us yes <laughs> see they're just like us oh. that, that, is that another tour guide with a different flag yeah that, that's a uh, a different flag flying there but uh, you know all the tour guides are out in force there's a huge yes. demand for guided tours generally in London but particularly this week we're on Constitution Hill and yeah. um, quite seriously this is where several attempts were made on the life of Queen Victoria in the uh, 19th century but at the top of the hill is the uh, Wellington Arch and the Duke yeah. of Wellington who was Constable of the Tower of London and Prime Minister famously won the Battle of Waterloo and that arch is in his honour next to his home number one London on the edge of Hyde Number one London. That's an address. That's a good address. If you put that on a letter, the postman would think, It will what? get there. It will get there. Will it? Trust you, that's happened before. It will get there if you're <laughs> advertising in that Well, way. actually, the Royal Mail are great. You could probably just put Mark Conroy London and it'd get to you. Well, I am particularly well known, <laughs> yes. of course. <laughs> so here we go. There's some people I don't recognise, but we'll see if we recognise some... Um, TV people. A lot of uh, people doing pieces to camera now for uh, new shows around the world. And some of them might be rehearsing, others might actually be broadcasting live. Yeah, we'll have to watch on catch up. We'll have to take a few pictures here because we want a record of this, don't we? Yes. So let's take a photograph. This is us watching them watching us. So if anybody on Tuesday at about quarter to 11 saw a woman on the TV Uh, with a blue suit on... I think it might be mauve, a royal colour. I'd never heard of mauve. (laughs) But I'm not sure if that is a British channel or some other TV channel. Yeah, it could be anything, really. And the thing is, I suppose there's not enough room for every country, because that would be impossible. And I'm sure the BBC shares their feed with other nations, so they can get the great shots. I mean, this section here, I imagine, will be the BBC, because this is a much bigger double-story studio, and, uh, you know, the BBC's going to have to have quite a place. Yeah, that must be it, because I think they've said it's, like, right in front yeah, of Buckingham they've got Palace. a lovely view of the, the balcony and of the palace itself. Yes. And some of these are closed, some of these little uh, television tents. I don't know if that means they've uh, gone home, they're asleep, <laughs> or they haven't arrived yet. Yes. But we better do a selfie in front of this one with the lights on so we can... Yeah, I think... What do you think that is? It could be, like, GB News, because I think they're the only broadcaster I've seen that have done... Events so, Event so far, yeah. yeah I'm not, Although uh, other broadcasters will probably be soon to follow suit because it's this week. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. We'll get that like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Right. Okay, we can see the TV. Yes. Here we go. 
I'll just take that very quickly. This is a record. This, what we forget is this is history. This is yes. history in the making. This hasn't happened for 70 years, and we're part of it. How lucky are we? Yeah, very lucky indeed to be here in the heats of the action. Oh, we've got a live show happening here. Yes. Looks like it. Well, looks like we've got a couple. I don't know if they're different. So this is a, a male and female presented together. Is it Phil and Holly? <laughs> don't think so. No. Somebody with dark hair. It could be. It could be an American broadcaster. Uh, I think uh, on the left there, that looks like Angela Levin, royal commentator. Being interviewed. Yes, potentially. Is the one they wear. You've got really good eyesight. <laughs> Go up a bit closer and do the photo there. Yes. Shall we see how far we can get? Yeah, let's do it. One of us together here. Yes, here we go. Watching them, watching us. <laughs> so, where is it? It's there. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> here we go. Now that's a plane flying over. Yes, so uh, obviously they can't stop them forever. Yes. But uh, I'm sure during the coronation they will have to restrict their... Yeah, because they did it at the funeral and they'll probably... But if they don't, don't bother to come here. Just get a, a British Airways flight somewhere yeah. at 11 o'clock and you'll see it from above. Yeah, have to time it perfectly. Hopefully <laughs> you're not late and the wind's blowing the right way. Exactly. No air traffic delays. <laughs> I think it's that... Crystal Fufas. Yes, I'm not sure. Who? Andrew Pierce. Mm. I can't really tell from the back. I, I, I'm yeah. not good at judging celebrities' heads <laughs> from the back. Yes. <laughs> that it's could difficult. be a new game show we could create. It's easy when you can narrow it down. You know, you know it's somebody. It could be somebody royal, really. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a presenter. Whereas, if it was completely random, like yes. Mick Hucknall, yes. you're not yeah. going to know. And you might confuse him with Sarah Ferguson, for you, example, with all that yeah. red hair. <laughs> good. <laughs> now here we are walking back down the mile. We can see the Canadian flag. And, and we've got uh, no, Australia and New, New Zealand. Australia and New Zealand. Don't know which one's which, but <laughs> <laughs> they won't be happy about that. Yes. <laughs> so you see, they've got a bigger microphone than you here on the BBC oh, television cameras. Outrageous! I mean, this is one of the biggest outside broadcasts ever. You know, yeah. a huge number of cameras and camera operators involved in this. So it's a it's a massive demand. So virtually, you know, every camera and crew and scanner van is being uh, uh, brought in from all over. So, yeah. um, and then a few days later, we've got the Eurovision yes, Song Contest. So, you know, a, it's all go. It's a big week for the BBC. So, we're next to Lancaster House here. This is the closest house to Buckingham Palace. And this was actually interesting the Museum of London early in the 20th century. But Lancaster House is a government owned building now where they have big conferences and events. And it's also a filming location. Wow. You're probably aware you can't film inside Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you wanted to pretend you're in Buckingham Palace, then you film here. And this has been used in many things, including the King's Speech with Colin yes. Firth, of course. It does feature, I believe, in scenes from Downton Abbey. But most famously, it's where they've been filming The Crown. Yes. And I think they're still working on the final series of The Crown at the moment. Yeah. So they've done a lot of work there. And we all had a, usually the, um, the trucks park along here in the Winnebago's for all the stars. Yeah. On this uh, parallel street to the Mall, which is the parking area. 
Yeah, and if you look up Lancaster Gate pictures of it, you'll see that staircase, which is from the Crown, which, of course, you know, if you've been in Buckingham Palace or whatever, you'll know that that's not a staircase from Buckingham Palace. But it is a grand staircase and a high ceiling, so, you know. (laughs) And hopefully the action and the plot and the script is so good that you don't even realise. Yes. So you're looking at now what is Clarence House. So this is the home of Charles and Camilla, King Charles and Queen Camilla. You see a guard on duty. Of course, going back many years, the Queen Mother used to come out through that little gate and come out here towards the Mall. The band would play Happy Birthday and the crowds would greet her every year on her birthday in August. The lunch parties I mentioned earlier took place either inside the dining room, just beyond that soldier, or in the garden here. And today it's the home of Charles and Camilla. But William and Harry did live here for a while as well uh, in uh, their early years, um, after the death of their mother, obviously. Mm. And it is attached to St James's Palace. So this is a a royal compound. This is Mm. uh, a whole area of uh, royal um, homes and royal events right here. You know, it's a it's a bit like um, a royal shopping centre almost. Yes. <laughs> In fact, um, yeah. on my Instagram, I've got the king coming out through these gates just a wow. few weeks ago. So if you're here at the right time, yeah. this is what happens because this is their London base and most weekdays uh, they'll be here when they're attending wow. events in London or around the capital. Obviously, Highgrove is the country house yeah. and uh, then there'll be different times when the king stays at Windsor Castle. But um, you're probably aware that only a, uh, a couple of homes are private you know Buckingham Palace yeah. and Windsor Castle belong to the state so the yeah. private homes are Balmoral Sandringham Highgrove for example but uh, a lot of the venues and homes used by the royals are uh, sort of um, places that come with the job they're yeah. their, uh, uh, royal residences that uh, the state runs and of course some of those uh, help to fund themselves through public visits so there's an entrance charge to Buckingham Palace in the summer to Windsor Castle throughout the year so with that income you can help to maintain and run these residences and palaces yes so here we are coming back down the mall incidentally following the the start of the route that the procession will take down the street and I believe the procession will go down Whitehall Yes, I believe um, they're going to be leaving Buckingham Palace around 10.30-ish. They'll go along the Mall heading towards Trafalgar Square. When they get to Admiralty Arch, they will turn from the arch into the square and right down Whitehall all the way to Parliament Square and then around Parliament Square to the entrance of Westminster Abbey. So that route is quite a short route and uh, that is the position that people have to find on that route if they want to see the action yes so we're walking through St James's Park just now and this really is kind of part of well Buckingham Palace itself is part of this St James's Palace yeah, so, the, the, so the Royal Parks uh, are crown land and uh, there are four as I mentioned side by side the one that's not linked is Regent's Park but yeah. this park um, well, all, well, all of them about 300 years old from the time of Charles II and we used to have an aviary on the other side and that's why there are so many birds in the yes. park so you're going to see uh, ducks, Canada geese, English geese black swans, white swans, six pelicans and thousands of uh, parakeets and they're bright green and they're on this tree here quite often and they are in all the royal parks and they're fearless, they'll come and land on your arm and eat from your hand, but there's a couple of them just flying across right now so here we are, still in St James's Park, but we've walked across, walked across the, the little pedestrian bridge to take us uh, much closer to Parliament and Westminster Abbey. 
for lockdown. And uh, we're going to be approaching a lot of government buildings because in the distance we have the Treasury and the Foreign Office. Now, the Treasury is an interesting building because Winston Churchill used to go in through the door of the Treasury in World War II and then pass through a secret door down a secret staircase about three metres, ten feet below ground level, and there they set up the Churchill War Rooms. And the War Rooms were the top-secret domestic and operations centre for the government in World War II. In 1945, when the war ended, it was closed down and almost untouched and hardly visited except for a few dignitaries. And then in 1985, the Imperial War Museum took it over and opened it as a museum attraction. So now you can go and visit the Operation Centre of World War II. And it's quite amazing that it was so central because London was being bombed during the Blitz, 57 nights of non-stop bombing. And everybody assumed the government would be hidden in the middle of the countryside in a bunker somewhere. In fact, they were a few metres walk from Downing Street and only 10 feet below ground level. Wow. It's impressive. And next to that, of course, is the parade ground we mentioned earlier, Horse Guards Parade, and all around that are are the Admiralty Building. So you're in an area of uh, government offices and departments. So we have, uh, in the distance, the Ministry of Defence, the Foreign Office, the Treasury, the Admiralty Building, and also not far away, we have other government departments. But Downing Street itself is a very short street. Yes. And there's only a couple of houses there. And uh, number 10 has been the Prime Minister's residence since the very first Prime Minister, Robert Walpole, back in the 18th century and uh, there's a small apartment above what is really the operations centre of the government. So when you go in through that black front door, there's probably 100 rooms on the other side, and a big garden, which Boris Johnson knows really well. Yes, certainly, because in a second we'll go past the back of it and see, and, you know, if we'd have done this a few years ago, I would have said, oh, you don't often see the back end of Downing Street. It's interesting that it looks different, different brickwork. But we're all familiar with that image now. Yeah, we well, yes, the front door, everyone knows, the black door, but the back is a, a lot of red brick and yeah. a massive complex and a giant garden. So uh, we've seen a lot more of that <laughs> since the news coverage of events which took place there during uh, COVID times. Yes. We may get to see a couple of pelicans now because oh. there are six pelicans here and they're very tame. They will approach you. Yeah. Um, Many years ago, I actually stroked one of them, which you oh. should not be doing, because uh, not only are you not meant to touch them, but if they're in a bad mood, they've got uh, quite big bills or beaks or whatever it is pelicans yeah. have, and um, they can get a bit annoyed. Yes. But you'll see that there's wildlife everywhere, and it's hard to believe when you walk through these parks that we're in the middle of one of the world's biggest cities, because this is yeah. so peaceful. So you'll see more and more marquees in this area. You're going to have the backup uh, Spaces, rest areas, equipment, all the supplies and the support uh, that's needed for uh, the teams of people who are going to be here on Saturday. Yes. So what is this um, is this little hut thing here? Uh, well, that's uh, to do with the park keepers and the gardeners, but they've created a little allotment there. They're growing uh, lots of plants and vegetables that you can actually access and view. And that's very much in keeping with the king, who is all about... Uh, you know, climate change, about organic farming, about uh, yes. food. And he was way ahead of the curve talking about these things so long ago when other people thought it was crazy. And, of course, <laughs> he's proved himself right. And here we are, premium soft ice cream. So many ice cream things in St. James's Park. Well, you know, that's what people want, don't they? They yes. come into a park. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's summer. They want an ice cream. Yes. And although it doesn't feel like summer today, we are into May. Yes. And May is normally the greatest month in London because it's long, bright days, lots of uh, bright coloured flowers. Normally all the leaves are back on the trees. So it really is... Um, yeah. You know the the beginning of uh, the summer period. Here we are. Yes, it's a typical London day. No, who is Clive? Oh, that's Lord Clive of India. So you've got a lot of military figures who are represented here in this area, close to government departments, and that is the public entrance to the war rooms, just to the right of that statue. And uh, a bit further along is the door that the Prime Minister would have used in the Second World War. And um, he only actually slept down there three times, Churchill. Uh, he didn't like the domestic arrangements, which was basically a chamber pot under his bed. But uh, he much preferred to stay in Downing Street. But when the bombing was too great, they had to move to the war room. And the only person Churchill ever listened to was his wife, Clementine. She was the power behind the throne. And apparently on one occasion, she rang his staff and said, will you tell Winston to go to bed? And he could never uh, ignore what she said. So he went into the bedroom. He went downstairs. He uh, then took off his clothes and got into bed, pulled the uh, covers over himself. Then uh, after one second, took them off, got up, got dressed and said, tell Clementine I went to bed. (laughs) So he obeyed her. She never specified how long he should be there for. Yeah. Now, what's really helpful along here is you see all sorts of Commonwealth flags that most people wouldn't recognise. I'd probably recognise Barbados, but none of these other ones. Uh, Oh, yes, there's Cyprus. But it actually tells you on the sign what country they are. Yes, exactly. So here we've got got Mauritius. Mauritius. Uh I'd like to be there right now. Yes. (laughs) Away from all this coronation, buds. There you've got Swaziland. Yes. But haven't they changed their name, though? To, because they don't want to be confused with Switzerland, so they'll need to update that. <laughs> You're, I think changed it to, that. like, Eswatini. Oh, like. right, OK, cool. There's Nauru. Nauru. And then and what then have we got here? 
That looks like Switzerland the Tonga. wrong way round. Tonga. But, and then famous, the Queen of Tonga was most famous for riding an open carriage in the rain during the coronation in 1953. Oh. And what's the weather like for the coronation? I well, think. Is um, it going to rain? I think we'll ignore that. We'll <laughs> ignore that. That's going to be bright and sunny. It'll change at the last Here we minute. are then. What's so this, this insignificant Street? house? Yes, exactly. So you see Downing Street's a very short street yes. and there's no public access since 1990 when all the barriers went up. But um, that whole complex of red brick is all part of what's behind the door of 10 Downing Street yes. and the garden just behind the wall. So this is, uh, you know, the nerve centre of British government, basically, yeah. and party central as well. Yes. I like to this tell is... people that we have the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace four times a week. We have the change of the Prime Minister about once an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because you can't get into Downing Street, but there's still a police officer outside Downing Street itself. What's he for? Well, one of the reasons is that uh, for security, obviously, yeah. and as uh, um, just to, to show that it has to be guarded. Yeah. But you can't open Downing Street from outside. <laughs> There's no keyhole. It has to be opened from the inside. So sometimes the policeman might have to radio to say, um, they're here, get ready to open the door. Occasionally you'll have the Prime Minister and a world leader shaking hands on the doorstep, turning to go in, and the door hasn't opened because the person inside's on a tea break. Yeah. So it's quite important to have that policeman there just in case. And sometimes you see him knocking on the door when the cat wants him. Exactly. I don't know where the cat flap is, but obviously they haven't got one, so yeah. the cat has to meow until they open the door for them. And this is the back entrance where once every couple of weeks or so the big removal van comes yes <laughs> so they can discreetly move away yes i mean you've got two ends and uh, is it really the back i don't know the may, the other yeah. side is on whitehall and that is considered to be the more formal entrance but really the entrance to downing street is the door and yeah. uh, the gates at each end really could be the front or the back depending on you know what what's going on that day but yes. um, often this is a way to get out without the press following you because most of the press will be at the other end yes <laughs> So now we're going down to Horse Guards Parade, the yes. big parade ground. Um, during the Olympics, we had beach volleyball here, yeah. and the sand came in from Belgium. I don't know why, but I spent a week after looking for chocolates on the floor. Um, yeah. And this is where we have the Trooping of the Colour ceremony. And for years, of course, Queen Elizabeth II attended that ceremony on horseback, yeah. um, and then in later years in a carriage. Yeah. And... Uh, the first trooping for King Charles III will take place in June, so about a month yeah. after the coronation. And this is also where we'll be having these military events like beating the retreat and other occasions here coming up in um, the next few weeks. Um, and I believe the building covered in plants and flowers is a, uh, a bunker, an anti-nuclear shelter Ooh. or a nuclear bunker can it be used today in the event well, of we might need it yeah <laughs> we might need it don't get rid of it yeah. so what you're seeing here is that the changing of the horse guards is happening and uh, you see the horses uh, and the soldiers are there in front of the Admiralty building oh, yeah. and this is the uh, daily event and we don't really have a national holiday in the UK but the day of Trooping the Colour and the King's birthday is kind of the closest thing we've got to it many people would say I suppose so because the monarch is head of state the monarch is head of the Church of England so the monarch's birthday is an important occasion and it's a chance to inspect the troops uh, of course it never takes place on the monarch's actual birthday because yeah. if you did that the monarch would never 
never have any personal time. <laughs> and in Charles's case, his birthday is in November. It wouldn't yeah. be a very pleasant time <laughs> of year to have a, a big summer event. So uh, it's always taken place in June. One of the reasons they suggest was that Queen Victoria was never in London on her birthday. She was often yeah. in the Isle of Wight. Uh, possibly that's why uh, we had it at a different date. But yeah. I think it's quite good for them to have a few personal days just to themselves. Yes. One of the things that strikes you is just how big Horse Guards Parade yeah, is. Vast. In fact, when a world leader comes here, usually they uh, erect a stage right here, a dais, and uh, the official welcoming will take place here in this parade ground. Go, retrace our steps a little bit so we can go down to the heart of the event, which is, of course, Westminster Abbey. And uh, yeah. what you probably don't realise if you're not a Londoner is how close together the really important buildings are. So Downing yeah. Street, Buckingham Palace, Westminster Abbey, they're all a few minutes' walk from each other. It's a very... Uh, small central area so uh, this coronation uh, event this year of course will uh, be in that small space and that's a lot easier for security as well when yeah. you're you know, controlling a smaller area rather than uh, going travelling right across London yes there's such a buzz in the air now with this coronation coming up. Yeah. You can see the palace in the distance across the lake. You can see government buildings this side. You see banners, flags, bunting. You see people getting ready there for the Soto. Yeah. And uh, after that we Botswana. have here. Yeah, Botswana. And some of these won't actually be seen on the main parade. But, of course, they'll be seen by the television cameras and they'll be seen by uh, during other summer events. There's Guyana. Yeah. And the one is this one. This is... Singapore. So that's Singapore at the end of the, the row. Yes. Island of Singapore. So um, down at the end of this street, we're going to get uh, access to Westminster Abbey. The Abbey itself used to be a Norman monastery. And if you go back to Christmas Day 1066, William yes. the Conqueror <laughs> was crowned in that original abbey. The current building was reconstructed in the 13th century, 1245, by Henry III. And then it was adapted, so the nave was completed by Richard II about a century later. And then in the 16th century, Henry VII added his chapel. And then uh, in the 18th century, the main entrance towers, where you'll see the west door, which the king will use on Saturday. So it's a mixture of architectural styles and periods together. And it's the nation's church. It's a royal peculiar. It answers to the monarch, and therefore there is no uh, bishop at Westminster Abbey. And on a normal day, there would be several services at the altar inside, the ordinary temporary altar. But it's also a Hall of Fame. There's over 2,000 people buried in the Abbey, and that includes royalty up until the year 1760. Wow. So the last monarch buried in the Abbey was uh, King George II in 1760. And since that time, our modern monarchy is buried at St George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, with a few exceptions. Uh-huh. Because Queen Victoria's husband was from Germany, and he was buried in a mausoleum, she wanted to be with him. So she is buried in the mausoleum near to Windsor Castle in Frogmore. And although Henry VIII should really have been in the abbey, he was closing down all the monasteries in his Reformation, so they didn't want him there. And he is buried in Windsor. And in the same tomb as him, we have the skeleton of Charles I, who was beheaded in London, of course, back in the 17th century. Yes. <laughs> So well, we're crossing the road 
and making our way towards the Methodist Central Hall. And if you look at that building with a huge dome on top, it's for the followers of the Methodist religion. The main auditorium is also used as a concert venue. Sometimes Jules Holland does a New Year's Eve show there. And when James Corden used to have his American talk show running in London for a few weeks at a time, he would do it from this building. And on top, quite often... Uh, NBC puts a television studio for royal events, as they did for the wedding of William and Kate back in 2011. And I'm assuming that that studio that's just gone up a couple of days ago is for them. Uh But we also have a bank of television studios or television spots for cameras and commentators and interviewers. That was put up a couple of weeks ago, actually. It now looks like it's complete and it's facing the Abbey. So they'll be able to do their reports from there as the carriage pulls up as the king and queen go inside the building and of course in reverse see them come out and step into the gold state coach the yellow building that you see in the distance that's Westminster School and that school is of course one of the top public schools in the country but they produce the choir school for the abbey so the boys in that school who are the right age and have a good voice get to take part in history they get to sing in the coronation and in 1953 they got to sing Vivat Regina Long Live the Queen and on Saturday they'll be singing Vivat Rex or wow. Long Live the Queen uh, the Sorry, <laughs> the King. King. Yes, um, It's modern time Yeah. Now I read Shane McGowan went to that school briefly do you think he'll be in the choir? Um, uh, he's probably a little too old most of them are like 12 or 13 years of age or younger so I think maybe he's a bit too old for that now Yeah I believe and Andrew Lloyd Webber has written something yes. for the coronation. Make a joyful so, noise, yeah. it's called, I think. So we're going um, to see, uh, you know, a very m- more modern ceremony. It's uh, harking back to tradition and taking traditional elements, but bringing it forward into the modern world, which is always a good thing to do. Yes. And, of course, the congregation will only be about 2,000 people instead of the 8,000 in 1953. Of those, only about 350 are personal guests of the King and Queen. All the others will be representatives of charities or government, world leaders, representatives of other countries, high commissioners and ambassadors. So you have to remember that although it's a personal thing to the King, at the same time, we are honouring the head of the Church of England and the head of state. And here we are, we can see the Abbey now. So just next to Westminster School is the Abbey itself. You're looking across to the West Door, which is where the King and Queen will enter. And uh, they've done a lot of interesting things here because either side of the door, can you see what looks like solid stone um, pillars with little letterbox holes in them? Yeah. Those are actually completely fake. It's like a movie what? set. Because inside those are television cameras so that they can see the king walk towards the door. So those were only put up a couple of days ago. And although they look like they're very cleverly the same stone as the building, they're actually uh, manufactured. That's those wow. two uh, structures yeah. you see. You left can see the, the camera and the one on the right. Yeah. And the column here remembers the boys of Westminster who lost their lives in the World Wars. So you're looking at the uh, newest part of the abbey from the 18th century and the west door the king will use. And above the door are the statues of modern martyrs, people who died for their beliefs around the world. One of the most famous is Martin Luther King, right in the middle. But it's quite apt because uh, King Charles is really concerned about all sorts of issues and that's the sort of issue that would um, interest him. Yes.
and we see somebody is painting yeah, um, the land, just up. touching Even up. Even when we yeah. were guiding in there just before the closure last week, they were uh, regilding and painting and touching up everything. So it's a, you know, it's a massive sprucing up operation. It's got to be at its best. If it's not, a, uh, yeah. If the Abbey is not at its best on Saturday, it never will be. Yeah, that's true. Especially now that this is, as I mentioned earlier, the first coronation with colour TV, it wouldn't have mattered as much in 1953. Well, that's true, although they did uh, have a colour version of it which they played. Oh, did they? It just wasn't television, but it was filmed yeah. in colour. And uh, I think it has been shown since in colour on television. But as you say, yeah, it's really important to have all that being bright and shiny. Yeah. Next to the Abbey of St Margaret's Church, and that small church is the politician's church, and most of them do need prayers said for them. Yeah, they need forgiven. Yeah. But what you see, that those um, little boxes, how clever they are, because they yeah. really look like they're solid stone. Don't yeah, you they so do, you, I you imagine know. they've been made by uh, special effects or uh, yeah. set designers that make uh, film sets, because it's so well done. Yeah, there yeah. used to be a little coffee wagon here. That's all been lifted up by a crane and moved. Yeah. So we're clearing the area. So on this side, you see the television cameras are going into place for the studios. Yeah. Above, there is a studio on the top of the Methodist Central Hall. And then uh, they're going to yeah. get that spot-on view right here. Yeah. These camera turret things are really impressive. Much more impressive than that. <laughs> more impressive than the Abbey itself. Well, more uh, impressive than this oh, that. thing. Yeah, the... there's a lot of conservation and <laughs> restoration going on here. Um, yeah. So that is staying as it is. But, you know, with the magic of television, you can show the things you want to show and not yeah. show the rest of it. Yeah, that's true. But um, Obviously, those cameras are really important. You need to be able to see uh, the king arriving, and unless yeah. you have cameras on the Abbey itself, you're not going to get that view, so that's quite important. Yes. So, up so we you go. see the banners are all yes. up, and they're a, a royal a blue, blue colour. And uh, for the Platinum Jubilee, everything was uh, a mauve or purple colour. For the coronation, it's uh, a blue. Yes. It says here, welcome to Westminster Abbey. But on the banners, we see the coronation, King Charles III, 6th of May, 2023 so uh, don't get the date wrong yes <laughs> it's pretty clear when it is yeah. most of parliament square is actually closed off to the public because the grass in the middle becomes a major meeting point for demonstrations and then on top of that we had non-stop rain in march of course so they've had to let the grass grow back again and protect it ready for saturday so this area looks at its best and a part of parliament square on your left is former middlesex uh, courthouse which is now the supreme court so this is the top of our justice system so the 12 law lords the only lords who receive a salary are based in this building and it is open to the general public we have a statue there of abraham lincoln under the tree on the left hand side and in the square we have winston churchill palmerston disraeli peel prime ministers of this country plus a few other big world names there's nelson mandela gandhi and the lady millicent Fawcett, who fought peacefully for the vote back in 1918 and represents all women in parliament square yes. that's the most recent addition uh, in terms of statues at this location yeah and oh. the, the winston churchill one is actually facing his favorite pub well yeah he's meant to be looking at parliament i think he is looking at a pub instead <laughs> and uh, around the corner is the red lion pub and that's another famous venue with a statue of Charles Dickens on it because wow. Charles Dickens used to work in this building here the Palace of Westminster Parliament he was a political journalist called Boz and he would go for a drink in the Red Lion so wow. that's quite important so you're looking at Parliament now and actually it looks like they've opened up the square now they 
it was all closed off until yeah. a few days ago. You must have to keep off the grass though, because nobody's on it. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of police and security here to monitor that. But yeah. they have finally uh, opened it up, which is great, because we can get in a bit closer and look at the view now. So there's Nelson Mandela. Yeah, that's the statue, not the guy sitting next yes. to Yes, <laughs> exactly. And uh, what we see now is the Elizabeth Clock Tower. Yeah. Inside there are five bells, as Big Ben being the biggest. And look how bright and shiny that is now after the regilding. Um, what you see is the oldest part of Parliament there. That is the uh, Westminster Hall. It's 900 years old. And in there, many names have made speeches, like the Queen, uh, the Pope, Barack Obama and Nelson Mandela, to mention just a few. And it's where the Lords and the Commons come together, and they come together in there, and then they can... Um, uh, be in one space because of course the lords generally are separate from the commons and that's a whole other story dating back to the reign of Charles I but at the far end that's the Victoria Tower with the flag and that is the state entrance and that is the one that the king will use for his first state opening of parliament when that happens soon so a lot of firsts coming up although that won't be too complicated for him he has been sitting there with his mother or representing his mother in the last few years so he's very used to that process and that ceremony which is actually the government's parliamentary programme for the year ahead written down and given out for the king to read so it is the king's speech and that will happen in the near future and that sovereign's entrance is uh, under the Victoria Tower which is 98 metres high but in it there are uh, 3 million documents, archives and laws of the land and they go back to the 15th century and then next to it the House of Lords the Westminster Hall part of the building which is the section to have been saved during two major fires then the House of Commons rebuilt after the bombing of World War II and then the Elizabeth Clock Tower and the Coronation Parade is going to come uh, past the flagpoles past the Houses of Parliament past St Margaret's Church and then enter the Abbey just behind us and we can see there's a big kind of jib um, crane camera thing so that's going to be to... uh, film the, the ceremony as it comes around you're going to have cranes on every uh, angle and every point so you can get the best television pictures possible of this event huh? yes so you're looking yeah. at the uh, treasury building from a different angle, we walked yeah. past the front of it earlier, this is the side of it and it's on the edge of Whitehall now I would say to people if you really want to watch this ceremony, the best places to be are either in Trafalgar Square near the Admiralty Arch or down here in Parliament Square because the carriages and the procession has to turn corners and you might get um, sort of better views and different angles in those areas but it may be you haven't got much choice you have to just turn up and grab whatever space is available and uh, you know half the space is going to be filled with television cameras which are uh, arriving as we speak yes you get a great view from here of the Shard, Europe's tallest building, by yeah. Renzo Piano. It's over at London Bridge. We can actually see it here, next yeah. to the Clock Tower of Parliament, uh, just in front of Winston Churchill. And that black building, which is a very different style to Parliament, is actually 200 offices for politicians, and it's yeah. linked below ground level with a tunnel. And I guide inside this Parliament building. I have to tell you, there's a 1,000 rooms. It's pretty exhausting uh, yes. walking from one end to the other. I'm amazed actually at the moment about how open this area is for access and viewing because I would have assumed this would have stayed closed off. But up here we have another television camera post going up. There'll be another one on that side. So you're right in the heart of where everything's going to pass by, right here on Parliament Square. Yes. Now, how do we cross? We have to go this way. Yes. We own the roads because all the traffic's been uh, 
moved on. Wee-hee. So we can go into white. <gasps> now you'll be familiar with walk this, on the road. not only because of the government, because of the movies. Because yes. in Skyfall, the Daniel Craig Bond film, they filmed a terror attack in the street with him running down the street, and they closed it off to traffic early on a Sunday morning and did the filming here, which um, you know costs quite a lot of money to do. Yeah. They should have waited and done it today. There's <laughs> not a single car on the street right now. That's yeah, true. And we're about to hear Big Ben chime um, half past eleven in about well, ten seconds. Well, not Big ben. ben. Yeah, yeah you'll hear the other bells just doing yeah. the uh, the half past. So if you want to wait for that, you can just yes. There we go, just a small one. There we are. So that tells you that it is um, 11. And actually, this, I suppose if you turn, if you kind of see the telephone back boxes and turn back and look, this is kind of what you think of when you picture London, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's policemen, it's red buses, it's red telephone boxes, it's the Houses of Parliament. It's all here in one shot. <laughs> yes, it's the perfect view. And we're approaching the Cenotaph, of course, which is the... What is it? The most well, important is, war memorial this is, in the country, um, where we have the Remembrance Sunday service, the closest Sunday to November the 11th, and the government and the royal family attend that event, and it's to remember the war dead. And uh, even now, you'll see there are crowns of or wreaths of poppies there. The poppy became the symbol of the war dead in the 20th century. And of course, if you go into Westminster Abbey, the most important tomb in the country is the tomb of the unknown warrior. Uh. surrounded with poppies and it's the only tomb that no one walks across so when the king goes into Westminster Abbey for his coronation on Saturday he will walk around the tomb of the unknown warrior and that's really yeah. important because in general in this country we do stand on tombs and walk across them yeah. uh, that's the one you never walk across so this is to remember the war dead yes we're now approaching what is the foreign office and there's the pub I mentioned to you earlier the Red yeah. Lion and if you look up above, under the big flagpole, there's the bust of Charles Dickens. He used to visit this pub regularly for a light refreshment <laughs> when he was working as a parliamentary reporter under the name of Boz uh-huh. before he became one of the world's most famous novelists. Yeah. Now, uh, just behind that cenotaph, we have the Ministry of Defence. Yes. And then the brown building, which you see in the distance, is the Welsh office. Yeah. And really important for you, yes. on the <laughs> other side of the road... The Scottish office. Uh-huh. Is that where I'm allowed to go in? You're allowed in there, nowhere else. Yes, <laughs> definitely not allowed in the Ministry of Defence. Probably get shot. Yeah, but um, we're approaching the other side of Downing Street, so we're going to get a view of that in just a moment. And there's lots of gates and barriers there. Um, I don't know if that's to pre- protect us or protect them, <laughs> one way or the other, but yeah. uh, we'll get that view in a few moments um, through the gates down towards uh, number 10. And, of course, the Chancellor of the Exchequer is in the street as well. Uh, for a long yeah. time, uh, number 10's apartment was so small, and Tony Blair, when he was Prime Minister, had a young family, that he swapped homes with Gordon Brown. Yeah. So although he was Prime Minister, he lived above number 11. Gordon Brown, who at the time was Chancellor, lived above number 10. But more recently, they've reverted and I believe Rishi Sunak now lives in the apartment above number 10. Yeah. And, of course, at the weekend, the Prime Minister will be at Chequers, the country retreat, which comes with the job. Yes. It looks like we're going to have a, uh, a demonstration here on the street yes. today for uh, teacher teachers. Strikes. Yes. Uh, with a live stage. There may even be music there, if nothing else. Oh. So have a look here through the gate, and you can see uh, the police and Downing Street just beyond the man who's watering the flowers there <laughs> yes. on the right-hand side. That is number 10. Yes. Hello, Reshi. So it's a nice view of all the, the blue banners here. 
This also reminds me a little bit of the field during the Olympic Games in 2012, because suddenly, overnight, there were banners and flags everywhere, yeah. and uh, everything just became a party. So I might better get a row of them. Yeah. We can pretend it's bright and sunny. Can you? <laughs> can you, you imagine that? that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to stand under there, I'll get a picture of you under there. Yes. Do you want together? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how skilled I am at this now because I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. I think that's, uh, yeah, that works, doesn't it? Yes. So if people are a bit confused by what we're doing with the camera, it'll all be on the Instagram, the London yes. Expert Guide. Half uh-huh. of these pictures will be up there very soon. Half of them? The ones that don't the make ones. the cut. Yeah. The ones I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the Cabinet Office on yeah. the left, next to the Scottish Office. And across the road, behind the statue, is White, what remains of Whitehall Palace. This is the banqueting hall of Whitehall Palace. Now, you can hear a sort of soaring sound, which is slightly relevant, because that's where the execution of Charles I (laughs) took place in 1649. Uh And the banqueting hall is visited by the public and used for uh, big events. But this was the site of the King's Palace with forest land nearby, and uh, it's one of those official uh, royal locations. And beyond it, that building, you see, which is very ornate, classical structure is about to become Raffles Hotel. So two major sites, government sites really, um, Admiralty Arch and the old uh, building on your right hand side becoming luxury hotels. We're now approaching the entrance to Horse Guards Parade. We saw actually the parade ground but the entrance is just here and between 10 and 4 each day there will be a mounted uh, horse here with horse guards in position in the sentry boxes. Now, inside what, the box if it's wet and outside if it's dry. Now, what are they guarding? Because you are allowed to walk in, aren't you? Well, in many ways they're guarding the parade ground, but this, in some ways, is almost the official entrance to Buckingham Palace and the Royal Compound, if you like. And you see here the advertising for the parades. There's going to be uh, the beating the retreat, the military musical spectacle, on the 4th, 5th and 6th of July plus other events in May and June. And they're very tame, these horses. (laughs) Hello. That horse just said hello to me. Did it? Yeah. I I can talk to animals. (laughs) Well done. But it says, beware, horses may kick or bite. Yes, they may. But then people can do that as well. So, you know, you've got to take a few risks in life. Yes. Now, um, ahead of you on the right is the site of the original Scotland Yard on land owned by the Dukes of Scotland. See, I'm (laughs) linking everything back to you today. And uh, they're now on the river in what is New Scotland Yard. In fact, it's New New Scotland Yard because they moved from Victoria to the river (laughs) in an old building which is now New Scotland Yard. Does that make sense? Yeah, confusing. uh, This is also a big movie location because Great Scotland Yard itself by the red brick building by the Clarence pub that street is known by children worldwide it's where they film the entrance to the Ministry of Magic in the Harry Potter film is that a government department 
<laughs> it probably is. They, they need a bit of magic. But it's certainly a magical event this weekend. You could say that's where they're planning the coronation. Because yes. it's magic for everyone. Yes. And I, I've noticed uh, along Whitehall there are a few speakers hanging down. Is that coronation related? Yes, that's going to, those speakers are going to be relaying the sound and the service. Because when the service takes place in the Abbey and people are lining the route waiting for the King and Queen to come back, they're going to be hearing that service relayed outside. Yes. Now, we are approaching Trafalgar Square, and, and that big thing up there is... Admiral Nelson. Uh-huh. And he fought Napoleon at Trafalgar in 1805, so that's why the square is here. He's at the top, but this is actually central London. So if yeah. you see a road sign telling you the distance to London, it's referring to that equestrian statue of Charles I just at the base of Nelson's Column, uh-huh. on the roundabout there, the traffic island. And that is point zero, yeah. central London. So this, this is, is our Notre Dame. Well, yes, in a way, and this is also... Yeah, but this uh, doesn't have any flames at the moment. <laughs> but this is actually where people gather. So most weekends, this is where you'll find sometimes demonstrations, but also pop concerts, um, big festivals. There'll be um, big talks and big events. And, of course, there'll be a screen here, I'm sure, for the events but also it's where the parade will be taking place and you see now they're erecting the television studio to watch the carriage that comes through the Admiralty Arch and down Whitehall so that is being put up right now on the traffic island Now is it true that the lions surrounding Nelson's Column come to life at night? Um, uh, I think they come to life at any time they're actually made out of cannon French Uh. cannon from the Battle of Trafalgar and they were inspired by the um, menagerie of lions that used to be kept at the Tower of London until they were all moved with all the other animals to London Zoo, the newly created London Zoo in 1832. So if they come to life at night, I don't stay up that late anymore, so no. I don't know, but if you come here in the early hours, maybe yeah. you'll well, hear the roar. will do. After that big rehearsal tonight, yes. come down here. They might be alive for that. So if you want to see uh, that, uh, unfortunately you won't hear this till after it's happened, <laughs> but um, if you are able to go back to the future, and that's playing just around the corner, then you could probably <laughs> yeah. come before this happened and witness it tonight. And there's a musical, isn't there, of Back to the Future? Yeah, it's, it's Back to the Future musical. I saw it a few weeks ago. Spectacular show. Wow. Now, there are lots of pigeons here in Trafalgar Square, aren't there? How many are there? Well, very few now. Oh. There used to be thousands of them. But, of course, pigeons do bring their own form of mess and disease. So now we have um, an American hawk which scares them away several times a day. And you'll actually see that there's virtually no pigeons to Pagos Square at all anymore. And that makes life much easier for maintaining the cleanliness and protecting people. Um, I have to get a picture of that new television studio. Yes. Because this is going to be right on the route. And a red bus with it as well. So there you are. That's the iconic image. Yes. And uh, what you see here is the Admiralty Arch. So they'll be coming through the central arch around this corner and into Whitehall, down the street we've just walked all the way towards the Abbey. So this is right at the heart of the event. Yeah. We can go this way and across an Intertrafalgar Square, maybe. Yes, let's do it. Get that view of the Admiralty Arch. It was actually put up for the Admiralty Arch by Edward VII in the early 20th century. 
an ancient classical building. It's really quite modern. And so this will be the new Waldorf Astoria Hotel. I'm still not aware if those central windows right above the arch will be um, a luxury suite or uh, a banqueting space or... Uh, something else because of course when there are big royal events they're going to have to bear in mind security and either close those off or monitor them at that time well I wonder how much that's going to cost a night yeah won't be uh, it won't be premier in prices (laughs) oh no this is um, Tourism Malaysia in this building on the corner of Trafalgar Square, but famously it was MI5 in the James Bond movie The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton wow you're looking across to Canada House. So Canada is, of course, one of the countries over which uh, the king is the head of state. And uh, this is a high commission because Canada is part of the Commonwealth. And we look at the fantastic banner on top of the National Gallery. Yeah. Happy and glorious, the announcement of the coronation. The National Gallery is actually being refurbished at the moment, so there's a lot of scaffolding there. But they've covered the scaffolding with this amazing red banner and actually it looks quite spectacular yeah make scaffolding look good the other buildings in this square include South Africa House where Nelson Mandela once stood on the balcony to thank the crowds for a demonstration supporting him while he was in prison and of course the Church of St Martin in the fields those fields aren't here anymore they've become Trafalgar Square but that is a very famous venue for concerts and the music is relayed onto the radio so you will hear music from St Martin's and you can actually go and uh, listen to the recordings happening and then beyond you see the ball on top of a large column that is actually the top of the Colosseum Theatre home to the English National Opera Company so all opera there is broadcast rather broadcast right there is performed in the English language if you want opera in the original language which could be French German Italian you go to the Royal Opera House in Covent Garden but when the Colosseum has a hiatus in the summer they put on Western musicals and this year we've got the revival of We Will Rock You which is um, a rock opera so there's an opera link in some ways and of course that is the Queen musical Now, behind the National Gallery is the Portrait Gallery, being refurbished at the moment. And beyond that is Leicester Square, which is the centre of big cinemas for film premieres. And we also have statues up there of movie stars uh, to mark the 100th anniversary of cinema. But we have even had premieres here in Trafalgar Square, where we're standing now. And the last two Harry Potter films had their premieres right here. And it poured with rain. So all the cars had to stand here and get wet. But don't worry, you know, they're worth about 50 million each. So yeah, that's that true. They could have such a bad deal. Could have brought their own umbrella. Yes. <laughs> and seeing how long these companies can get away with by appointment to Her Majesty the Queen. Yes, that will change. Well, if you go to the Tower of London now, the cipher has changed yeah. on the Yeoman Warders uniforms. It's now C3R, or King Charles III. And that's also uh, on the little... Uh, soldiers uh, entry boxes as well so that has happened and gradually that will happen everywhere and of course from now on the money will have the image of King Charles on it it'll take many many years if not decades for the old coins notes and images to filter through the system and by then it'll be time for William (laughs) but you know there's a resemblance they all look alike same family (laughs) Actually, this is where you have lots of big events I mentioned. One of them in June is West End Live. All the West End musicals 
put on a 20-minute excerpt from their show over a whole weekend to promote theatre for everyone. And, you know, it's one of our big exports, it's one of our big industries, it's one of the reasons people come to London. A huge number of theatres with plays and musicals taking place here in the capital throughout the year. So uh, this is a great venue for uh, live theatre. And we're just on the edge of Soho and Covent Garden here, which is the entertainment district where you'll find also theatre land. So here we go, up the steps towards the National Portrait Gallery. Now, they're getting a big bag lifted up there. wonder what that is. Well, they're doing a major restoration of the building um, and fixing the roof and the structure. But also on the other side, they're creating a new entrance to the Portrait Gallery, um, oh. which is going to make it more accessible to everybody. And that's on the rear currently the rear but it could end up becoming the front entrance to the portrait gallery mm. so you've got um, the national gallery is the collection of national uh, great masters really world paintings and they go uh, back to the 13th century you've then got the portrait gallery which is portraits of famous people yeah. And then, of course, we have modern art at Tate Modern, British art at Tate Britain. And that's just a handful of the many, many museums here in the capital. And what's spectacular about London is that uh, about 13 national museums are free to everybody every day. Wow. The most visited, of course, being the British Museum over in Bloomsbury, which is 5,000 years of antiquities under one roof. But it's such a huge collection, they couldn't keep them in one space. So all the documents, all the written artefacts are now in the British Library near St Pancras Station. And that includes things like Magna Carta, first folio of Shakespeare's work, and even handwritten songs by the Beatles. Wow. So you're looking straight on to the front of St Martin in the Fields, where you can attend concerts. Beyond is Charing Cross train station, and one of the replica Eleanor crosses that huge cross is one of 13 put on a uh, processional route for Eleanor of Castile's funeral the wife of Edward I and that is a Victorian replica and here we now get that lovely view of the Colosseum yes and this leads us up into the entertainment district of Charing Cross Road and nearby is the Garrick Theatre, currently home to Bonnie and Clyde, the musical. Yeah. Later in the year, I believe Hamlet's going to be here. And you'll see the old entrance to the Portrait Gallery here. Ooh. And then we'll go into Leicester Square itself. So a lot of big film premieres take place in Leicester Square. Sometimes it's uh, several in a week. And wow. uh, the big stars come to sign autographs, stand on the red carpet in state-of-the-art cinemas. The most uh, popular person is probably Tom Cruise, because he'll spend several hours signing autographs in the crowd. But be very careful not to tread on him, he's quite small. Yes. <laughs> Tom Cruise actually spends a lot of time in the UK, I yeah. believe. Well, he makes most of his films here, yeah. in uh, film studios like Pinewood here in the UK, so he's here uh, a lot of the year. And uh, this is also where you'll find about six floors of radio, global radio. Oh, yes. Or, sorry, global London is the headquarters of many radio stations, as you will be aware. Yes, yeah, see and if we they get they broadcast live from that yeah, building. Right. On this side, looking towards the Garrick Theatre. On the other side, looking into Leicester Square. So this yeah. is the new entrance to the Portrait Gallery, which will be completed soon. And up here we have the statue of the first actor to be knighted, I believe. That's oh. Sir Henry Irving. And he used to perform... Uh, in many different roles around town. He performed particularly at the Lyceum Theatre. But on one occasion, he was on his way home, and his wife 
said, well done, dear, that was great. Now do you intend to get a proper job? Because <laughs> the Victorians didn't rate actors necessarily that highly. He was really annoyed, got out the carriage, told the driver to take his wife home, and never spoke to her again. Wow. So with true Victorian hypocrisy, they appeared together regularly at important occasions as a happy married couple. <laughs> That's crazy. So this and is Leicester Square, and what you're looking at ahead of you is the TKTS booth. And this is where you yeah. can buy half price theatre tickets on the day. So whatever's left on the day is sold at half price plus a booking fee. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can get them online and sometimes you can get them in advance of the day. So if a show's not selling that well, they might uh, put them at a reduced price even earlier. So it's worth checking online or turning up to get them. Yeah. And obviously, earlier in the day you come, the bigger the choice, the bigger the chance. But there's always something, and if you're not too uh, fussy about what you see, then you're always going to get tickets for something at a reduced price, which is uh, yeah. nice. It helps fill up the theatres and it helps people because, of course, theatre tickets are pretty expensive. Yeah. Now, Leicester Square's not really London, is it? It's kind of a global, all big brands are here, right? Isn't it? Well, you say it's not London. I mean, it's, a, it's an entertainment space. It's where yeah. we have the big cinemas. It's where we have the statue of William Shakespeare, uh, who yeah. made his name in London as our greatest playwright. We have casinos, cinemas, bars and restaurants. But, uh, you know, global brands are across the globe. That's the way it works. But yeah. the Odeon is perhaps our most famous cinema. This is the state of the art. And uh, we've got uh, the Super Mario Brothers here, I think, oh, now yeah. showing. Apparently uh, it's really good. We've I got Dungeons and Dragons, have we, on the other side, by the looks of it. And yes. uh, we've also got um, uh, the M&M store, the Lego store. So, yes, they are big brands. But just behind here is Chinatown. Yeah. And across the way is Piccadilly Circus. So it's a big um, entertainment space. Actually, the garden where you see the statue of Shakespeare and also all the other statues of Laurel and Hardy, Gene Kelly, Mary Poppins, Charlie Chaplin, Harry Potter, Paddington Bear and Mr Bean. Yeah. Plus up there, Batman looking oh, down yeah. on us. Um, this, this garden itself does become a Christmas market and a cabaret venue at Christmas time and in the summer there's often a fun fair here so it's an adaptable space and this has been refurbished recently with lovely gates, gardens, benches so most of the time it's a relaxing space to just sit and have a rest yeah. and use the facilities and enjoy <laughs> the space but at certain times here it becomes an entertainment hub so as we pass the ticket booth, you can see that they display here whatever's available. And uh, this is 51% off an Agatha Christie play called Witness for the Prosecution. They're selling tickets for other shows at full price. But as it goes through the list, you can see uh, some of them have 30% off, 33% off. It really varies. It depends how well the show is doing. And um, this is a great way to fill the empty seats to make the actors feel that there's a real... Uh, house full yes. <laughs> and for the public to get a bit more of an atmosphere so there's so many great shows that you can see if you're willing to take that gamble and get them at the last minute yes but if you've got a time limit if you're only here for a short period of time it's important that you get your tickets in advance so just down in the street on your left what's interesting is uh, the house with the flag down there has a uh, an inscription on it. That's where Isaac Newton used to live. Wow. And he, of course, uh, discovered gravity after an apple fell on his head. <laughs> and look, the London Hotel is celebrating the coronation. We've got a crown uh -huh. here. Crown. So we're going to have to get a You can sit there that. and make it, yeah. if you angle it right, it'll make it look like you're wearing the crown. That is the idea, isn't it? I think. <laughs> but you have to be quite tall to manage to do that. Yeah, you have to crouch down yeah, yeah. when you're taking a picture. 
So there are crowds appearing um, in Mayfair. They're having a big free festival over the coronation weekend in uh, Grosvenor Square. And nearby in Mount Street, they've got lots of um, crowns and banners and displays. And there'll be a lot of events this coming weekend, coronation weekend, street parties. There's 3,000 official street parties across the UK and many more which are unofficial, of course. So most towns and most... uh, villages will probably stage their own street parties so it's going to be an amazing atmosphere over the weekend and different parts of london will be there either paying or free of charge you could go to a coronation event at the ritz which i think is 1250 pounds or go to grosvenor square free of charge so different levels and different (laughs) costs yes and here we are right at the top corner of Leicester Square by Mary Poppins and this is where you'll find the street performers and artists so later in the day there'll be buskers and performers and uh, acts performing here they don't just turn up willy nilly they have to be auditioned they have to uh, be reasonably good to get here and then once they're here, they can perform at certain times. And we're standing next to M&M and the Lego store, but the clock here is the Swiss clock, because this oh. building used to be the base of the um, Swiss sort of a, uh, restaurant and Swiss centre. That isn't here anymore, but we've retained the clock and the cantons, the emblems of the cantons of Switzerland. So you notice this was put here in 1991. It was the 700th anniversary of the Swiss Confederation at that time. And it's a cantonal tree with the coats of arms of the 26 cantons of Switzerland. But around the corner, we are multicultural. We are the world's most multicultural city. We speak 300 different languages here. Every race and religion is represented and every nationality. And if you look up to your right, Chinatown. So that is one of the four gates to enter Chinatown. The Chinese lanterns are there. An endless Chinese and Oriental restaurants and a very busy, buzzing area. And on my Instagram, the London Expert Guide, (laughs) you can see King Charles in Chinatown. I happened to be there on the day when he was coming through. He's got lots of close-up footage of that as well. Why was he coming through Chinatown? Just every so often, uh, you know, the monarch gets out there, meets people, goes to celebrate maybe an event, an anniversary, an occasion, and be part of it. Yeah. Um, not long ago, also on my Instagram, I've got him in uh, Brick Lane, going down to Brick Lane in the Whitechapel Spitalfields area, meeting the people. And I was actually there with a lovely group of French school children, and I said, come and stand here and you can wave to the king. Not only did they wave to him, but he came up to them and shook all their hands, wow. as did Camilla. And I said, there, I arranged that specially for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is the Book of Mormon, one of our uh, musicals playing to big houses here at the Prince of Wales Theatre. That venue is quite famous. In the early 60s, we had a Royal Variety performance in that building. And it's famously the one when the Beatles were on the bill. And John Lennon told all the people in the cheap seats to clap their hands and all the people in the expensive seats to rattle their jewellery and rhythm. (laughs) And that was one of many uh, quotes from him that uh, stayed with him forever afterwards. Yes. So this Trocadero Centre on your right also has the Beatles connection because this used to be a cinema and in the 60s is where they had the premieres of those Beatles movies, Help, A Hard Day's Night and Yellow Submarine. But today it's an entertainment complex. There is actually a cinema in there once again, but there's a lot more as well. And ahead of us, of course, we're approaching uh, Piccadilly Circus where we began our tour. And this is where we'll find the Criterion Theatre 
the bright lights and the statue of Eros, the Greek god of love. And Eros is there really to give thanks to the Earl of Shaftesbury, who did so much for the people of London. And Shaftesbury Avenue took his name. And Shaftesbury Avenue, just off of Piggly Circus, is the heart of Seattleland. It's equivalent to Broadway in the States, in New York. And that's where you'll find a big number of shows performing. Uh, there, including uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, which I mentioned earlier, including one of the longest-running musicals in the world, Les Miserables, on stage now for 38 years, and the two Harry Potter plays, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And also on Shaftesbury Avenue, you'd find the dividing line between what is Soho and what is Chinatown. So those two areas are dissected by Shaftesbury Avenue. The Hard Rock Cafe is here. It's one of three in London. The Hard Rock Cafe at Hyde Park Corner was the first in the world back in 1971. And the Criterion Restaurant over there, which is actually closed at the moment, is very famous from literature. It's uh-huh. in there that Stanford met Dr. Watson and took him to St. Bartholomew's Hospital to meet Sherlock Holmes. And that's when those adventures began. So that is a very important venue in literature. And uh, so believable, so real, that many people still ask for Sherlock Holmes' help on a daily basis. Wow. So here at Piccadilly Circus you'll find uh, Lower Regent Street, Piccadilly, Regent Street, with all the banners, which is also famous for the Christmas lights, yeah. Shaftesbury Avenue, Theatreland, and Leicester Square. So yes. This is a big centre of right entertainment. In the, right in the heart. On Regent Street there, you'll find a very famous toy store called Hamley's, and it's several hundred years old. Yeah. If you go back about 70 years, uh, the Queen went there to buy toys for a young Prince Charles. Wow. And now... All those years later, Prince William goes there to buy toys for an older King Charles, I believe. <laughs> really? <laughs> so it's our, our most famous toy store and has royal connections. The Café Royale, which has royal in its title, is now a hotel, but that's also on the edge of Regent Street. Yes. That has another connection to somebody who was the king of British pop in a way, David Bowie. And he yeah. performed the Ziggy Stardust in that building just there. Thank you. Um, the last time in 1973 or 74. Yes. Well, here we are. We're back where we started from. We've gone round in a circle, a circus. Yeah. Yes, a full circus. So we've uh, yes. done a, uh, a royal circus, if you like. Yes. <laughs> we've uh, been down to the palace. We've seen the abbey. We've seen that full coronation parade route, which the royal carriages will uh, ride, taking the royal family, King Charles III, Queen Camilla other members of the royal family. We've seen the balcony where they'll be standing on Saturday when there'll be a military fly past as well and of course the world will be watching television cameras and uh, really amongst the 2,000 guests, virtually every world leader or representative from every country in the world and people around the world tuning in to watch. So I hope if you don't make it to London or to the route then you will see it on television at home or with friends and you have a fantastic coronation day yes and this is obviously just a taster of the tours you do so where are we able to find all your tours and find all the shows you're in and find any social media if you have any because i don't think you mentioned i haven't mentioned that have i no i am on uh, instagram as the london expert guide which links yeah. with my facebook page as well so people can contact me or see me or look into my photos there very easily and uh you know, I'm available for bookings. And I must say, by the way, that road that we're on, that the coronation will ride down, is a street for the coronation. But 
Don't confuse that with Coronation Street, which no. is a TV show. Yes. Not the same thing. Great. Of sound, of sound, the Toby Gribben Show!